So Dramatic acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and future, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and cultures. Warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Or you confirm or deny. Maybe you should have Warning. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Pacetto. What up, Drama Army? Welcome back to So Dramatic. I mean, Salami Army. Welcome to So Dramatic. Yes, we have had a rebrand this week. We are proud fucking salami cunts on this podcast, and we like our salami extra hot and extra spicy. Seriously, there is nothing better than a tasty piece of meat, in my opinion. So yes, we had a rebrand following Tamara's gutter behavior and abusive phone calls, which were played in their full glory in episode 175. Megan, you fucking salami cunt. How could we ever forget? I still cannot believe that tea landed on my lap when I was just out here minding my own business and trying to stay out of trouble. If you are one of the few people in this country who have not heard the voicemails Tamara sent me, go back and listen to them before proceeding past this point. You seriously need to hear the voicemails before listening to this episode. We all need to be on the same page. And if there is any salami brands out there that want to sponsor me, I am down for it. Hit me up. I am ready for a collab. Also, guys, make sure that you listen to episode 177, which also dropped today because that is part one of today's tea spilling session. Mammoth tea spilling session, I should say. This is part two, a little bonus episode covering all of the fallout from the Tamara drama. So if you have jumped into this episode first, go back and listen to part one before proceeding past this point. Then come back here for part two. Or if you are just here for the Tamara tea and the Tamara tea only, that is fine. Continue on. That is exactly why I have split today's episodes into two to make it easy to find. Because this is tea that cannot get lost. I have separated the trash from the treasure. And this episode about Tamara is, of course, the trash. Honestly, usually I think that it's embarrassing for people to be associated with Married at First Sight. But in Tamara's case, I think it's embarrassing for Married at First Sight to be associated with her. Forget Tamara calling me a salami cunt. She is the real sausage here. Now, there have been quite a few developments since the last episode, since I dropped those explosive voicemails, some major developments, in fact. A lot of shit has gone down, and you will all be pleased to know that Tamara's appalling actions have had some serious consequences, which we will be getting into this episode. Coming up today, Tamara's racist past resurfaces, multiple sightings of the mean girls on the night in question as spies come forward to spill the tea about what they saw that evening when the calls were made. Yup, it gets even worse, including how the entire group was kicked out of the restaurant after Tamara smashed a glass. Move over, Domenica Calaco. Intruder Kate Ladlaw's involvement in the incident and her affiliation with the mean girls clique explained Tamara's mother takes to Facebook to defend her daughter, plus the consequences of Tamara's actions, including a ban from the Osborne, being fired from her job, and being reported to the police. I'm going to go into the criminal charges Tamara could be facing if found guilty. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. 
Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, investigating every single detail that has gone down since last episode, since Tamara's abusive voicemails. Let's just say there has been a lot of fallout. Now, before we get into things, I just want to make a quick apology. So last episode, when I was mocking Tamara and I said, do you think that you're better than me because you're a full-blooded Aussie? And I also said non-pure Australians. Now, this was mimicking Tamara and how she must speak and think given her recent behavior. However, I do want to apologize if this wasn't clear that it was satire and an impersonation of Tamara and for not using the correct wording regardless. So the correct terminology is of course non-Anglo-Australians or non-Anglo-White Australians because as we know, the only pure Australian and full-blooded Aussies in this country are of course our First Nations people. Even though I doubt Tamara would speak like that or use those words or even understand the meaning behind those words, the language we use matters. So I do apologize for the offense that I caused anyone with that impersonation scene. Now, case in point that Tamara does really speak how I originally worded things is evident in some of her Instagram posts surrounding Australia Day slash Invasion Day. In 2018, Tamara posted a number of pictures of herself celebrating Australia Day, wearing a Union Jack bikini, a Union Jack hat. She also had Australia Day tattoos, which read, I love Aussie boys. And she also had Australian flags draped all over herself. She had the whole shebang. Very, very aggressive Australia Day celebrations. Now, we all used to celebrate like this, wearing the flag, the Union Jack. Of course we did. But I don't think I've celebrated like that aggressively since like 2007, like since I was in high school, maybe even earlier. 2018 is not that long ago. Now, Tamara captioned these photos. A strained TA won't stop me from celebrating the best day of the year. Hashtag happy Australia Day. Hashtag I love Aussie boys. Now, I think the biggest concern for me around this whole thing is the use of the wording, I love Aussie boys. That is a very, very racist term. Like, I only like Australian boys. Everyone else is not up to my standard. Like, what the hell? It's definitely, definitely a red flag. Or should I say a Union Jack flag for me? Now, this week, someone also sent me some old receipts of Tamara. And as I've said before, I do hate bringing up social media posts, especially when they're not at all relevant to what's going on in the current day or to who the person is today because we all said and did the wrong things on social media in the past which would have probably been acceptable at the time however the ones that I'm going to bring up about Tamara I don't think they were acceptable at the time and I think they show that she has not matured not educated herself or not grown at all in the past eight years since now her friend Christy posted in 2013 hashtag chico babies hashtag too much sun this was alongside a photo of her and Tamara with super dark spray tans to the point that they looked like they had black skin. Now, this is 2013, so what, eight or nine years ago, but still pretty offensive. So it looks like Tamara has been striving for that white Australian blood purity for a very long time. Which is so weird because Tamara isn't even a white Anglo-Australian herself. She is Serbian, German and Australian, which I actually totally forgot last week during my rant, considering how she behaved towards me. Very, very hypocritical of her to make an ethnic slur to me when she also has Eastern European background. It is also interesting, and this is just an observation, this is just my opinion, that Ella, who is of Asian descent, and Domenica, who is of Italian descent, were ostracized from the rest of the group on the show, and the white, mainly Anglo-Australian 
women, mainly with blonde hair and blue eyes, I might add as well, stuck together. So do not tell me that ethnicity and nationality had nothing to do with how those mean girls, Regina, Gretchen and Karen, ganged up and bullied Dom and Ella. Also, Domenica was attacked during filming by this group and she's Italian. I was also attacked by the group and I am also Italian. Is that just a coincidence? I think not. Now, let's go back to the night in question when all of this went down. There are a few more interesting pieces of information that have come to light since. A few civilian sightings of the group that really give us the full picture about what was going down that night. The first sighting was Carolina on a plane from Sydney to Melbourne. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Hey, I was on a plane to Melbourne when Carolina flew in and she was more than happy to bash Dom to total strangers. She seemed nice, but I knew it was fake and clearly your recent podcast proves that. I said, oh my God, what did she say? She said that parts of the show were edited out, like Dom constantly saying how much she wanted to fuck Andrew because Jack didn't know how to fuck her right. Okay, so now we know who has been spreading the rumors about Dom saying she had a crush on Andrew to the media. Must have been Carolina. I assumed that it was Olivia, but turns out it was actually Carolina, and I can confirm that that didn't even happen. They continued, literally, I asked her if Olivia was really that mean, and she was like, no, Olivia is the sweetest person you would ever meet. And I was like, did she say those things though? And she goes, yeah, but it's so edited, the show, and there's things people at home didn't get to see, which prompted me to be like, what? Haha, then she came forward with the Dom info. She said she was rather nice, took photos with us. I kind of didn't ask too many questions after that. I was like, okay, didn't see that coming. I then said, that is so bizarre. Thank you for passing on. Did she mention where Daniel was? She said, yeah, very. No, but she was looking at photos the whole time of them together while she was in her seat. She was zooming in on his face. (laughs) No clue why, just saw her do it a few times. (laughs) What the hell? That is so funny. Now, fast forward a few hours and Carolina obviously met up with Jessica, Tamara, Kate and Kate's sister, Beck. Now, this group was also spotted by a So Dramatic Spy later in the evening. One So Dramatic Spy sends us this. My friend went out in Melbourne on the weekend and bumped into Jess, Carolina and Tamara and the other blonde girl that always looks depressed (laughs) and never had a boyfriend. (laughs) They walked up to my friend and then out of nowhere was like, do you want a photo with us? My friend said, who are you? And they all were like, we are from MAPS. My friend kept on saying she doesn't watch it and she had no idea who they are. And Tamara basically forced her to get a photo. It's legit the most awkward photo ever. My friend looks scared for her life and they are just walking around Melbourne forcing people to get photos with them. Oh my God, I cannot with this. She then sent the photo of the group and it really is like the most awkward photo. The friend is just like, what the hell is going on? She's like awkwardly leaning into them with her hands like crossed over in front of her. And the girls are like leaning in doing their best poses. They said, ha ha ha. It kills me. Apparently they were just walking and Tamara basically yells at them to get a photo. They didn't even know who they were. They didn't watch maps. <laughs> RIP me, officially deceased. Tamara, aka Regina George and her army of Gretchens just out there trying to make fetch happen. Beware of the plastics, people. Now a quick little tangent, but someone actually mentioned this week, like, why are Carolina and Jess even friends? Like, when did they become friends? Let's not forget, which I actually did last week, that Jessica is Daniel's ex-wife and they didn't exactly have a smooth sailing relationship. So I wonder what Daniel thinks of them hanging out together. I guess birds of a feather flock together, misery breeds company, etc., etc. 
Now, Tamara and her mean girls clique were behaving so badly that night that they actually got kicked out of the restaurant they were at when they called me, Ella, Brent and Domenica. A So Dramatic spy who was at the same restaurant as them that night tells So Dramatic the following. I saw Tamara and co last weekend at the restaurant before they went to the Osborne. They were behaving so badly that they actually got kicked out of the restaurant. They were yelling and screaming the entire time. They were all drinking wine from the bottle and the waiter asked them numerous times to turn the volume down and drink from the glass, but they just ignored her. They were calling people up on speakerphone and yelling abuse and they were all laughing. They thought it was hilarious. At one point, Tamara was reenacting the glass scene from MAFs. She was pretending to be Dom and mimicking her. It was actually so mean the stuff she was doing and saying. Then she was so drunk she actually smashed the glass all over the table. After that, they all got kicked out because they had already had so many warnings and the other people at the restaurant, myself included, were all so annoyed at how loud and obnoxious they were being. The staff were literally like, get out now. (laughs) I've never heard the C word be used so much ever in my life. They had no care about anyone else but themselves. This was also a classy restaurant, I might add. It wasn't just some pub. Tamara then yelled abuse at the restaurant staff as she walked out. No care or remorse whatsoever. Kate and her sister looked embarrassed to be there and were telling them to stop. She then started yelling, Kate is boring to Kate. Now, Jesus, I lived in Bathurst for three years and I haven't even witnessed behavior this appalling before. And if you know Bathurst or you've been there on a night out, then you know that that's really saying something. Now, speaking of Kate, her sister Beck made a statement about the night on Instagram last week, basically defending their involvement in the abusive phone calls and their ties to the mean girl clique. This is what Beck had to say. Kate is not a mean girl. She's very kind and regrets being there on Saturday night. Someone then wrote, just curious to know why she didn't interject or walk away. I get that as her sister, you have to say that she's kind, but how could somebody with strong morals continue to sit there? Amen. Beck then said she definitely did tell them to stop and made it clear to them how disgusting the calls were. If she could go back and do it again, she would have walked away immediately and has no idea why she didn't. Was in shock, I guess. She definitely has learnt to choose her company more wisely in the future. That's all I'll say. I then butted in and I said, you both could have left at any point. I'm confused why you would even hang out with these people after their behaviour on the show anyway. Literally. Considering how they behaved on the show alone is enough for me to never want to associate with those people. But then for them to continue carrying on even worse in real life, what would possess you to want to be friends with these girls? Beck then wrote, I did walk to the toilets and I grabbed the phone off Tamara when she called Dom and hung up. We are confused as to why we were there too. You live, you learn. I don't want to say any more on this. Now, last episode, I also revealed that Tamara had been threatening to bash other brides if they spoke or hung out with Domenica or Ella. Absolutely wild. And it seems like this kind of behavior is also not new to Tamara because in episode 174, I revealed that Tamara had actually bashed another woman before. Go back and listen to that episode if you want the full story on that explosive incident. Now this week, a friend of the woman who was actually bashed by Tamara reached out to me with even more details about the incident and it is quite disturbing. Just a little warning for the next part. It does discuss violence in quite a graphic way. The source said, it was one of my best friends who she bashed at the Ballarat show. It was quite a brutal bashing too. She ripped my friend's hair out and it was a group of girls with her as the ringleader. So it was a gang bashing, not just a one-on-one. She was literally the biggest Westie in Ballarat. She moved to Queensland to escape her terrible reputation. Wow, absolutely horrible, that poor woman. But are we surprised? After the abusive voicemails I copped last week, 
Not really. Honestly. I grew up in Maroubra and Tamara's behaviour is even shocking to me. I've seen a lot of hectic things go down in my time, so it takes a lot to shock me and this is even shocking to me. Now, another tip-off I got about Tamara this week was, Hi, Dal. I'm from Ballarat. We have a page here called Ballarat Gal Pals. I got these photos of Tamara from there, but nothing juicy hits the page because her friend is the admin. When the show first started, there was a post with people saying what they thought of her, but it was deleted, probably by her bestie. Anyway, hope you see this. Love your work. Kind regards. Now, this diligent, so dramatic spy then attempted to write an anti-Tamara post in the group and she sent me the receipts of the comments. So she wrote to me, Look at me going and starting fires. Admin will probably delete this, so I played the poor Tamara card. So the post that she tried to write in this group, well, she did post it in the group. It was deleted shortly after she posted it. It read, has anyone listened to So Dramatic and her call out for any Ballarat girls to spill the tea on Tamara from maths? I remember vaguely seeing a thread about her back when it started, but everything was positive. I don't think a bad word was said. Then the next day, this person wrote, hey, so I tried to get some tea off the Ballarat girls. The post has been deleted this morning, obviously by her bestie, Mod. Anyway, I screenshot everything. Nothing really new here. Everyone was saying the same stuff, that she's a bitch, etc., etc. Hopefully some Ballarat girls will make contact with you. Peace out. Now, the comments on that post, I'll read out a few of them. Someone said, I know two separate people who went to school with her and said that she was a complete bitch. Someone said, yeah, my cousin went to school with her and she's a nasty thing, according to them. Another person said, it's funny because anyone that knows her knows she's a bitch and so incredibly judgmental. I feel bad for all her friends and family that have been defending her. Someone then said, does anyone know if she works somewhere in Ballarat? I know I've seen her somewhere here a while ago, just can't remember where. I know she deaths gave off bitchy vibes even then. Someone then said, Subway. Another person said, she was a hairdresser. I remember because I was hairdressing at school the same time as her, but she's obviously changed careers since then. Well, well, well. Now, following the episode and all of the online criticism that was directed towards Tamara in the aftermath, her mother also took to Facebook to defend her. There was a post in a gossip group on Facebook which read, Met Ella, Brent and Al last night. And let me just say, they are quite literally the sweetest people. Also got to admit, the first thing I said to Brent was that I hate Tamara, but also got it confirmed that her and Olivia really are that mean. Then Tamara's mum, I've been told it's her mum anyway, Michelle Dodorovich wrote, I've known Tamara since she was born. These people met her on a TV show for a few months of their life. People who comment on Facebook have most of the time never even met any of these maths people or like yourself for a very short period of time. Hmm. People are very quick to judge the small amount they know of a person these days. Tamara and Olivia have family and friends that love them and they are pretty much just people like you and I. Someone then clapped back and said, just because someone has a family that loves them doesn't make them any less nasty. (laughs) True that. Michelle then responded saying, I feel like Megan and her podcast platform can say terribly horrible things about many reality TV stars and can get away with it because it's a podcast. I'm pretty sure, however, podcasts work and ratings and listeners that Megan had a good week because of it. Then someone wrote, so Tamara left voicemails for Megan's ratings, question mark. That's very philanthropic of someone who hates retail and hospo workers. Now, I'm not going to lie, that episode did pop off and skyrocket to the top of the charts, but I would have much preferred to have been left alone on my weekend than copying abusive phone calls from this screeching drunk menace. My podcast charts just fine on an average day. I do not need to put myself in the firing line of abuse for ratings, please. I am doing just fine without you, sweetie. And I really don't think that Tamara is that charitable that she was like, let me call Megan and abuse her to help out with her podcast ratings. (laughs) 
Now, you will all be pleased to know that Tamara's actions have had consequences, which I'm going to get into right now. My friend who manages the Osborne Hotel where Tamara was at the night that she called us after she got kicked out of the restaurant, got in touch this week and said, I didn't even see them there. If I had, they would have been thrown out. I don't like them and they will be banned from the Osborne next time they try to get in. The Osborne Hotel does not associate with mean girls or bullies. I will also be telling Steve Burley to never, ever bring them or himself there again. Ooh, so Steve Burley is also banned from the Osborne. He is not going to like that. Where will this 55-year-old man go to creep on 20-something-year-old women now? The manager then continued, and it's disgusting the way they acted towards our staff on the night, and I'll be more than happy to tell them to get fucked. They are banned, and the way they spoke to you is a disgrace. I will not be hosting such vile humans at the Osborne. I then asked him why they even had them at the Osborne as guests in the first place, and he said... They were not invited as guests at all. I would never invite those toxic, vile humans. (laughs) Great to hear because I will not ever be attending a venue that hosts toxic, vile humans like the likes of Tamara and co. Good riddance. Now, So Dramatic can also reveal that Tamara is not only banned from the Osborne Hotel, but she's also lost her job as a result of those abusive phone calls. One source whose best friend works with Tamara, or should I say used to work with Tamara, revealed to So Dramatic on Wednesday... Hey, so Tamara got fired from her job. I then said, how do you know? She said, my friend works, well, worked with her. All of the staff found out this morning. She told me that emails came through yesterday in relation to Tamara from various sources about what happened with you. Then this morning, the boss gathered everyone around and said that they weren't going to be going into it, but Tamara would no longer be working with them. Hence the pool day today. She then shared a photo that Tamara had posted that day of herself in a bikini saying pool day. They then added, I'm sure someone who works there will reach out to you eventually. They are all team so dramatic. The email you sent her work, Tamara tried to delete it. It must be a shared email address where all of the admin girls have access to it. And as it was coming in, she deleted it. But one of the girls retrieved it and sent it directly onto the bosses. Employee of the month for this woman. Thank you very much. You are literally out there doing God's work. We appreciate you. Praise be. And Tamara's ex-employees, if you're listening, please reach out to me. I promise you full anonymity. Nothing will ever be traced back to you if you come forward with more details. Please, I need to know everything. Now, I know that a few people sent Tamara's work emails expressing their concerns and disgust over the behavior that their employee displayed. I may have also sent one. Just a little note, a little kind regards, just a quick little email, something along the lines of, Dear Tamara's work, do you really want this classist, racist, abusive woman representing your company? Kind regards, Megan Pistetto, Italian entertainment journalist and fucking salami cunt. Now, I didn't get a response from Tamara's work, but I am glad to hear that they do not condone this type of behavior and they have taken swift action. And Tamara, don't be mad at me because I'm sorry, but you put this out there. You put this out there on my phone. Of course, I'm going to email your work about it. What did you expect? Now that, my friends, is called the consequences of your own actions. So now Tamara is unemployed, which in her new world order of class status must surely be worse than waiting tables, working in retail and having an OnlyFans account. Looks like Tamara is going straight to Centrelink. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200, actually. She will be collecting $200 or whatever the weekly unemployment allowance is at the moment. Karma really is a bitch. But wait, that is not all of the repercussions from Tamara's behavior. I have also reported the incident to police and they are currently investigating the matter as we speak. Now, the offense of using a carriage service to menace, harass or cause offense 
carries a maximum penalty of three years imprisonment as per the Crimes Act and states that a person commits an offence if the person uses a carriage service and the person does so in a way that reasonable persons would regard as being in the all circumstances menacing, harassing or offensive. I think Tamara's call was all of the above. Now, what actions might constitute a carriage service to menace, harass or cause offence? Examples include calling random phone numbers and yelling insults or threats at the person who picks up, sending dozens of text messages each day to a woman who doesn't want to go on a second date with you. I guess Tamara's non-stop calls to me, I think there was eight in total, and also the abusive voicemails definitely come under that. Now, for a court to find a person guilty of this... They must prove each of the following matters beyond a reasonable doubt, that they used a carriage service and that the content of the communications were menacing, harassing or offensive, and that a reasonable person would consider what they did to be menacing, harassing or offensive. I think Tamara ticks all three of those boxes. Seems like a slam dunk to me. I will report back when I have an update from the police. So now we have Tamara and Olivia both currently being investigated by the police. Hopefully they both get the maximum penalties for their crimes. Now that would make for some interesting reality TV viewing. Warning. That's all the tea I've got for you drama queens today. Before you go, make sure if you haven't already, go back and listen to part one of today's tea spilling, episode 177. So much maths tea was dropped in that. There is so much going on today. I've also dropped a super juicy Patreon episode today about Sam Frost. There is a link in the show notes if you'd like to sign up for that. You also get access to the entire back catalog of Patreon content that has been posted on there for the last year and a half, I think. So there is so much on there that you can listen to. And also make sure you're listening to our daily podcast, So Dramatic Daily, which drops tea every Monday to Friday at 5 p.m. And exciting news, guys. The time has finally come. We are starting our Married at First Sight tell-all interviews this week. I have our most requested guest ever coming on the show this Thursday. Mark your diaries for that because you do not want to miss this interview. I'm not going to say who it's with because I don't want Channel 9 to get wind of it. So you will all have to just be surprised on Thursday. But honestly, mark your diaries and set your alarms for 5 a.m. because that is going to be explosive with a capital E. Guys, make sure you're also following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to keep up to date throughout the day. And make sure you're also refreshing our amazing tea-spilling website, sodramaticonline.com, every hour, every minute, every second of the day. And please, please, please keep sending in your tips to tips at sodramaticmedia.com. I will see you guys on Thursday. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.